0: Crew, this is Mark Hatmaker coming to you from the Comancheria. Today, let's talk tomahawks. It's going to be fun, right? Now, just how prevalent and important was this ubiquitous weapon in the early frontier warfare? Well, in a word, it was uh, almost the ultimate choice. Obviously, firearm came first, the flintlock. And then uh, this persists for a long time. The long gun from flintlock to carbine to repeating rifles, primary choice. Far and above. Firearms is it. It makes sense, absolutely, because, well... It's a firearm, we know we can do. I mean, we do see wide use of the bow and arrow and facile use at that, but if when access to firearms was on the table, the bows became backups if carried at all. What did not fade away, surprisingly, for a long time was the tomahawk. And uh, to make sure we're clear on this, we're defining a, a tomahawk, we're referring to, this is not a, a camp axe, it's not just a standard hatchet, which usually you're going to have a, 10 to 12 inches out of that handle. Tomahawk was a longer handled weapon. We're usually looking around approaching 15 inches. You're gonna see uh, some of these handles running up to 18 inches. Yes, you can do uh, Tomahawk tactics with an hatchet uh, with a hatchet or a camp ax, but primarily you're looking at something a little bit of a a longer uh, haft to it. So it's pretty much about the mid range between a battle ax and a Tomahawk. And uh, a little bit of self-promotion there, obviously when we're thinking battle ax, you want some deep down in the weeds, two and a half plus hours of drills. our DVD uh, battle axe secrets over at the uh, our website, I'll put the, the link there, but it's extremeselfprotection.com. But anyway, back to that uh, tomahawk. <clears throat> now, from the earliest and prolific bloody engagements in pre-colonial America to as late as the 1880s, the tomahawk was often the second-tier go-to. In many cases, it surpasses the long knife, and it's surprising, still a second choice of many, even after the advent of reliable revolvers as sidearms. It doesn't mean the knife's not in there. It's ubiquitous. Often what we're going to see primarily is going to be this trinity. You're gonna, uh, We're going to come across the flintlock, tomahawk, and the long knife. And as far as which one was the uh, second tier on that, still the hatchet is showing up as uh, primarily. But keep in mind, tomahawks and uh, uh, knives are also tools of utility. Yes, the uh, the long gun is as well. It's meant for hunting. The knife is meant for skinning. Uh, you know, we got to chop fire. So these, these are all tools of utility. We if, When we, we get tunneled in, sometimes they do things only in a weapon aspect when we're training them. and forget a lot of the uses or a lot of the facile uh, use of them came across from these uh, other activities, and it's helpful to do... Do lots of woodwork, lots of lumberjacking, and then use that work to inform how you're approaching your combat. Uh, That reality, more than anything, will help you realize how much is just BS when we see some modern interpretations of uh, this is what a tomahawk would do. And you go, it's not true, au contraire. Now, the earliest days of continental warfare uh, were termed by many the days of flintlock and tomahawk. Again, we're seeing how that takes a little bit of a priority right there in in front of uh, that long knife. And this weapon was not merely an indigenous people's tool. It saw quick and early adoption by many colonists, those who sloughed off the Eurocentric ways and experienced firsthand how formidable, adaptable, and facile this primitive weapon Was I mean, everyone had it. We had to keep in mind we're coming out from Europe, which has been settled for centuries, and we're here to almost a trackless forest. Uh, I mean, I live here in uh, east east Tennessee, which is temperate uh, rainforest. Yes, obviously there's tons of urban areas, but if you leave one square acre of uh, uh, forest or scrubland uh, alone, Inside two or three years, you're going to have this tough, trackless stuff to move through. And then we're talking about this is stuff that's already sort of been hacked down, and this is how quickly it grows back. So we're talking about uh, areas that for centuries were nothing but that. You need to clear and move through all the time. Uh, hatchets, axes, tomahawks, long axes, single-bitted, double-bitted, anything you can to hack and shoot your way through to survive, you know, build shelter forest Again, these, these tools were necessary. Everyone had them, everyone wanted them, and everyone wanted to be able to use them well. Well, Again, they're all over the place. Here's but one of the copious references to Anglos using the adopted retro technology. This comes from the uh, Journal of John Struthers writing in 1777, quote, and at every station we could spend an hour or two in the exercise of tomahawk and rifle, not only for our own improvement in the use of these weapons of warfare, but also to alarm the savages if they should be lurking in the neighborhood, unquote. Now, two things in that that statement there. One, a station would be pretty much any uh, fortification. It could just sometimes just be a log or a, a a stoned area, and it's actually uh, all the way up to a large uh, uh, fort, and obviously the use of the word savages, that's them talking at that time, It's, it's not me, right? Again, this is not a weapon in a vacuum, meaning we must keep in mind that the adoption and persistence of the tomahawk was not a choice of scarcity. Other weapons were on the table. So this, again, what I'm saying here is many British soldiers, many French soldiers and many colonists had and possessed swords, sabers and various long blades in their possession. I mean, they were here there was such a huge martial culture and there was so many constant I mean so much constant warfare on the European continent and obviously we know there was warfare going on here I mean there's so many wars going on prior to obviously the American Revolution the French and Indian Wars which are just you know a series of long skirmishes and even far before that and we still had all these uh, European soldiers and mercenaries and uh, regular troops here and they had all these uh, these sabers and blades in, in their possession many of these blades were standard kit for some and were indeed carried into battle and yet the tomahawk wound up and became and remained the weapon of choice. Now one would assume that canny warriors, trained warriors in possession of and schooled ably with the sword would prefer this longer bladed weapon. A weapon that had centuries of tradition, tactical study and real world battle and dual applications behind it. One would assume that this better forged, better schooled weapon would hold sway over and above the often makeshift primitive technology. Keep in mind, forged uh, steel Toledo blades come over here and sometimes uh, some tomahawks even before were still stone headed and yet, the, these tomahawks were just laying waste. So one would also assume that the indigenous peoples, who were notorious scavengers and adopters of technology, would scoop up any and all weaponry post successful skirmish and use the sword themselves. And yet, we see many an Anglo quickly forego the swords and sabers of European tradition. We see many an indigenous warrior, indeed scooping up found blades, but they take them and return to the villages and use them as trophies, and they're not carried into battle. So we've got people, a culture of people skilled in using a sword. We've got a sold culture, people wearing them uh, uh, at, their, at their waist uh, across the pond. And we get over here and realizing, hey, this isn't up to snuff over here. It's not cutting it. And then after war, we're, everyone's scooping all, all the weapons we can. And the tribes, like I said, they'll, they'll grab the swords, but they still don't carry them in the battle. So, again, when it came war party time, the confiscated flintlock, that goes with them, or perhaps a better forged tomahawk, they trade in for a stone one, sure, that goes. Those are the first and second choice of the sword. No, they stay behind. The forethinking thinking Anglos, some dubbed themselves the sons of the trackless forest, used the evidence of experience to also forego the long blade and adopt the tomahawk as their own second spot of essential kit. Early rangers, from Rogers' rangers to Russell's rangers to Coffey's rangers and beyond, all had access to long blades. All of them had it. They were there They could have them, and yet number two went to the tomahawk. They didn't want to take a sword with them. When allowances were made for a number three spot, the hunting knife was chose. But no sword, no saber, no foil, no weapon of long-hallowed and vastly technical use the tomahawk persist at a number two spot through the mountain man expansion westward into the 1880s with the use of uh, Indian scouts by the U.S. cavalry. The Indian scout detachments were allotted one tribal weapon in addition to the standard cavalry kit. This allowance weapon was almost inevitably the tomahawk, the Pawnee and Cheyenne favoring it heavily. Uh, Really the holdouts of the Apache. Rebellious as always, they often uh, opted for having a tribal lance. Now we got to look make further notice that part and parcel of the patrolling cavalry kit at that time was not the cavalry saber. By this point, such swords were considered decorative and tradition uh, holdovers. These are less utilitarian gear than space-occupying clutter. People wanted what worked and what worked well. Now, ready for an obvious statement? The tomahawk is not a sword. And those five words are obvious, and yet we still see modern interpretations of tomahawk work attempting to overlay the long tradition of sword work on top of tomahawk application. Now we need to think about that. People are trying to take sword approaches, sword numerical systems, sword fencing systems, broadsword systems, and apply them to a tomahawk. And I'll repeat again, the tomahawk is not a sword. And why is this curious? You're probably way ahead of me. We've got to ask ourselves, if the Eurocentric continental battle-tested sword work proved ill-adept in the New World versus the Tomahawk, then why would one assume that the tactics that did not serve well with the actual designated weapon, the sword, in one's hand, be any wiser to adopt to a weapon with completely different characteristics? This makes no sense at all. We're, we're automatically going, hmm, this seems to be working better. This weapon works better. So I don't take the tactics that didn't work against that and try and apply them across an, a weapon with different characteristics. It would be very much if uh, I had studied Tai Chi for 20... And This is a knock on... I'm just using two different styles as a comparison here. Not a knock on Tai Chi. Uh, I've spent my lifetime working with Tai Chi. Then I encounter uh, someone who's uh, uh, well-versed in the Muay Thai kick. And they banged me with that kick again and again and again. And all my entire ba- battalion, Tai Chi battalion, are getting banged with that Tai kick. And then we decide, you know what? I think we need to do that. But what we'll do though is we'll make sure we filter it through our, our, our Tai Chi lens. It, it's just not how it was done. When we said uh, it, it, we went, hey, th- this worked. Let's let's make it work this way. Here's another obvious statement, five words: the tomahawk is not a stick. Stick systems are admittedly long blade correlates. As formidable and wounding as stick tactics are, no one considers a stick attack on par with a sword attack. And we all must admit uh, a lot of stick work is coming from uh, you know, as we know, we're told in our legends that the uh, we're not allowed to have blades. So we can use the stick, and the stick is many ways you can pick up a stick, and you w- uh, work with the blade, yada, yada, back and forth. Okay, sure. Uh, there's lots of good arguments for that, and I think for the most part you can get some comparisons out of it. But it's always curious whenever, uh, interesting whenever we see someone who only uses stick and they decide, I want to go into uh, some sort of uh, fencing or, or saber fencing, and it doesn't seem uh, to quite carry over quite the same way. Even with that quibble out of the way here, again, the tomahawk is not a stick, different characteristics. And yet uh, we see stick systems that are attempting to be correlates to a blade system, and yet today we still see tactics that were formerly designed for the sword being adapted to the less deadly stick use. And then again, that's being sho- shoehorned back into some modern applications of tomahawk. Again, the tomahawk is an inertial weapon, it is not a sword, it is not a stick, a weapon with completely different characteristics, a weapon that was proven to both sides of the Atlantic to be the second choice weapon after a firearm, chosen over a sword and a stick. And again, just as we know that these swords abounded, and yet we saw them and people went, nah, I don't want that, I want this, I think this is gonna work better. Well, the same choice was about the stick weapon. Keep in mind, sticks abounded. We gotta consider that indigenous peoples had access to sticks themselves. Sticks being low hanging fruit, you can literally find sticks at every place traveled in the eastern side of the Mississippi, and yet, Sticks, not even a third, fourth, or even a fifth-place weapon. Yes, of course, there was some use of sticks in indigenous warfare. Yes, there was use of cudgels and war clubs, but the uses in no way, they, they did not hold precedent. They did not enjoy the same ubiquity and were well simply considered, well, below par to the tomahawk. An indigenous stick and cudgel use in no way resembles tomahawk. War. I mean, there's some, there's some uh, pale comparisons. I mean, there's some pale similarities, but in a sense, it's not the same thing. The, uh real-world embrace of combat weighted heavy on the indigenous mind and no fanciful thinking regarded well these stick is the same as a tomahawk existed i know we have a lot of systems where that makes sense and that's whether appealing to go hey if i have a weapon in my hand i fight this way and if i drop it i'm still able to use these exact same correlates I love the idea of that, but we often see it doesn't necessarily transfer on a one-to-one relationship. And that definitely happens when we're talking about weapons. There's not a one-to-one transfer. We try and take stick work to sword, sword to stick, or definitely take a stick uh, sticker or a sword to the tomahawk. The tomahawk was and is a beast and a weapon unto itself. It deserves due respect and not assumption of old world cultural overlay claiming that it is the same thing as it. No, it's not. The tomahawk was not a second choice to sword or stick. It was preferred. It was also preferred by those in the know to use it as a tomahawk, to use it as the beast that it is. All right. Now, forgive me for uh, throwing all that out there. Hopefully, uh, you're, you're following where I'm going. I think you're probably on the same page with me. And uh, I've got to say this at the end if you want real deal tomahawk and battle axe work and other historically accurate old school mayhem, we'll see our training resources. See, you, Go over to extremeselfprotection.com or just, you know, if you just like listening to this stuff, you know, stay in the podcast, man. I really appreciate that. Or have a look at our thousands of pages of historical musings at their Indigenous Ability blog. I'll throw the uh, uh, links into the show notes here. You have a listen there. And appreciate it. Come aboard the Black Box Brotherhood if you'd like. Other than that, though, thanks for putting ears on here and take care of yourselves. Well, if you dig what we just discussed today, uh, I'd like to invite you to like and subscribe to the podcast. Hell, support it if you want. I'm not your dad. Do what you want. And if you're a glutton for punishment, huh, just visit our website, ExtremeSelfProtection.com. You'll find links to the blog, all of our products, and hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of more pages of like music's.